fans, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I, of course, am one of your three alts hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined, as always, by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what's going on? I'm not much. I uh, actually kissed Garrett this week, which was weird. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of really weird. Yeah, you know we recorded the the podcast uh, last Thursday night instead of Friday night. So Garrett calls me up on Friday. I was like, "Hey, I got concert tickets to see Lori Morgan, but I don't have anybody that wants to go with me. You want to go see Lori Morgan with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, sure, I'll go." Um, and so we're there. The seats are like general admission. So Garrett's like, "Hey." Um, I don't want to lose our seats. I'll go get us something to drink. You, you stay here uh, so we don't lose our seats. It's like okay. Uh, he's like, "What do you want to drink?" I was like, "Surprise me." So he comes back with uh, mint juleps. I was like, "Mint juleps? Like what the fuck? Never had this before." He's like, "No, I mean they're good. Just try it." So I tried it. I have like probably like two or three. Uh, we was having a good time. I went to go get some more drinks and I get to the concession stand and I'm like, hey, like, uh, let me get some of those mint juleps. And they're like, dude, we don't have any mint juleps, man. Like, all we serve is beer. And I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Just give me some beers then. So I went back and uh, we were having a good time. I just remember, like, it getting real dizzy and I blacked out. I woke up and uh, Garrett had me, like, tied to a chair. And uh, he played uh, Encino Man, and we watched that movie. And he's like, hey, man, I got another treat for you. We're going to watch this movie called, like, Fly Away Home. And I was like, Garrett, man, I'm fucking hungry. And plus, I'm not watching that goddamn movie. Fucking Fly Away Home. It's a fucking shitty-ass fucking uh, movie from the 90s. And he's like, all right, man, I'll tell you what. You give me a kiss, I'll untie you and make you some egos. And I was like, all right, man. This time I was like, by this time I was starving. So I'm like, all right, man, I'll give you a kiss. And so I gave him a kiss on the lips and he untied me and made me a bunch of egos. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that is by far so, the, best, the best story I've ever heard. So my question is, like, you weren't mad that you were tied up. You were mad that he was going to make you watch Fly Away Home. That's what pissed you off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I can get that then. It was a pretty bad movie. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Go from, from Dumb and Dumber to Fly Away Home. <laughs> Oh, man. At least you got to watch Encino, man. So that's a plus. Yeah, 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 that was good. So I always remember, don't wheeze the juice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys have, like, some random ass adventures, like, every week. Yeah. And sometimes they include date rape. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, awesome. All right, let's get into it. Random band entrance theme. Let's hit it. I'm gonna have myself. Oh, who the hell is on? So random. For fuck's sake. Random band. Oh. Random band. Random band. Interest theme. Yeah. Oh, this one sucked. This, it wasn't as bad as the Carpenters, but it, it sucked because I had to listen to two chains of shitty ass music. What? That's not shitty, man. Hold on, baby. It's it's shitty. <laughs> two chains sucks. No, you don't. You take two chains sucks. Wait till you listen to one chain. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so I went ahead. I went went with uh, two step, mainly because it reminded me of Mace's feel so good because it was literally the exact same beat, and there is one part where he actually jacked the chorus. So, I mean, I, I'm, I know this song was sampled from something else. I don't remember what the original song was, but I mean, two chains literally like just changed some words around for the freaking chorus. <laughs> For feel so good, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I went with was a uh, two step. So I went with uh, champions. Okay. Uh, my uh, my favorite rapper. Uh, growing up was a, a rapper by the name of Juvenile, uh, and um, his biggest hit was uh, "Back That Ass Up." And Two Chains made a, a song, kind of playing homage uh, to that song uh, called "Used To," and that's going to be the one I picked. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, so, so next week, of course, will be our uh, Christmas episode. So our Randall Band theme will be uh, well, Christmas songs. So, should be should be a good time. Pick on that one. Keep a little little festive, little festive awesome stuff there all right uh don't forget to follow us social media um you guys can find us on instagram twitter facebook all that fun stuff just search for our wrestle pod um you can also find some of the toy related stuff over on instagram at for the underscore collection so pretty cool stuff going on over there uh you got the fig cave toy drive which all donations must be received by saturday so if you got stuff going in over there um you can find the information for that I, probably don't think you guys are going to get stuff sent in um, by the time this comes out, which is Saturday. But, um, yeah. But awesome stuff there. So, a lot of cool stuff going on this week. Um, I do have something that I wanted to do a quick opening unboxing here for. Random ass Ollie's find. Like, like this. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. So, so I was in Ollie's a few weeks ago. They had like a bunch of the old, like the new Ghostbusters toys from the from Afterlife. 
So I was hunting those down for um, Christmas gifts for, for Bishop. So I found this. Attitude Era photo trading cards. Nice. These are legit from 1999. Is it 1999? Yeah, 1999, Titan Sports. They were $1.99. I think I may have had those. <laughs> I have a bunch of the WCW ones that I got like super cheap on eBay. Um, I saw that this was the only one on the shelf. I was like, I got to get this. Like, that's that's a no-brainer. Like, that's awesome. So... I was like, this yeah, is I don't know what happened sweet. to mine. Yeah. I think I think I used to have the like a pack of those. Uh, so there's actually um there's two packs of six in here, so it was twelve total. And they got like these little envelopes, like you'd get from like freaking Walmart after you get your pictures developed. Yeah. It's also a nice uh, sweatshirt, by the way. Oh my, uh, my turtle hoodie. Hell yeah. So what do we got here? Oh shit! Like this is more just Attitude Era. This has got um. Oh no, this is the gimmick. No, WrestleMania two twenty man battle royal. That's pretty cool. Uh, we got the Outlaw Oz dropping the spike pile driver on mankind onto what looks like the uh, one of the title belts. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Steamboat and Savage from WrestleMania 3. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Nice. You should have had that at fucking uh, the last dragon. Uh, We got a nice uh, picture of the job squad. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You got Blue Meanie, uh, Dwayne Gill, Gilbert, Flash Funk. Hardcore Holly. Looks like Brian Christopher in the ring, and I'm not sure who the uh, other one is. Let me see. Hold it up again. That's, is that Scotty? That's not Scotty too hotty. With long Let's hair, see. is it? Yeah, that, that's back when he was um, uh, uh, too hot Scott Taylor or whatever. Okay. Nice. Uh, we got Austin versus Savio Vega. That's pretty cool. Well, that was from WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Uh, Mankind versus Ken Shamrock. Get that minimal call, Mr. Sucker. Those are pretty cool. All right. Let's check out this one here. If there's some good stuff in here. Probably end up being like the same damn thing. Nope. Different. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good shot there. Classic Edge. Like, Louie. So I'll pose on the top rope. Oh, we got Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. All right. Back when he had his mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Rock dropping the people's elbow onto Triple H. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about there. Nice. Nice classic shot here of Austin. Let me get these things like. Give me a hell yeah. I read hell Austin. Uh, that's the cover of Warzone, isn't it? Or plus it. I think so. 
Got a uh, Mark Henry, Nation of Domination, Mark Henry dropping Road Dog. Hell yeah. And then his last one, which is pretty cool Undertaker versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, that's cool too. My thumb's Thanks. like over Undertaker's face. <laughs> awesome. That's pretty cool. Nice little, um, quick little find there for like a dollar ninety nine Ollie's. I was like, oh shit. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, you never know. Like, Ollie's is that, that store. Like, you never know what you're going to find there and like what type of deal you're going to get on there. Love Ollie's. Yeah. It's like way better. Like, hell of a lot better than Big Lots. Yeah, or I think it's like what Big Big Lots used to be before. Yeah, before Big Lots decided they were like too big for themselves. Big yeah. Lots. Anytime I go into Big Lots, it's 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 like one of those stores where they they want you to come inside and never leave. It's so yeah, creepy. I get stuck at the like the movie bins. <laughs> Fucking. Every time I walk in there, there's like an old lady in there that doesn't know where anything is. And then like maybe like a random like family. And that's it. There ain't no cars in the parking lot. Everyone that works here walks. I had that. (laughs) I had that in Ollie's when I was in there a couple days ago. Because I had to go out to uh, Miss Jester. I actually had to go out to Henderson uh, for my job. So. I'm in a stop in the Ollie's because it was the closest place with the public bathroom for one, um, which the bathroom was a lot cleaner than Walmart. <laughs> but uh, this woman, I'm sitting there looking at like freaking comic books because they have like the five pack of comics for like six bucks. So I'm looking through those and this woman's like, do you know where they keep the bows at for like Christmas stuff? I was like, ma'am, I don't work here. And she's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, let's in her fucking shopping. <laughs> like really? you get that, you get that, like, um, you get that retail face. And, yeah, man. And I got you my got damn the... coat on. Like nah, it doesn't matter. Oh, he looks like yeah. he worked there. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it boils down to. It's the same thing you when I'm in like doing my when I'm doing my job in Target. I got a freaking black shirt on and a name tag that says nothing target on it. It's like, oh, you have a name tag on, you just looked official. But does it fucking say target on it? No. Fuck away from me. Dude, you tell them where that fucking PlayStation 5's at. Get over it. <laughs> tell them we ain't got it. <laughs> you got shit. I, like, I don't work here. Just leave me alone. So. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, let's get into our pay-per-view recaps. Um, usually a little bit new new format same format we just kind of i just kind of labeled things a little bit differently this week just to kind of separate stuff out from the notes and stuff um so basically what we'll do like we've been doing like anytime there's a pay-per-view we'll start off with those first and just go through like recaps of that um i do want to start doing like a uh like a prediction championship type thing so we'll just have to like come up with a point system for all that fun stuff um into like the next pay-per-view so probably start like royal rumble maybe we'll start that so. okay all right awesome all right let's get what'd you, what'd you say i said i'll be dead last <laughs> no, i'll probably be dead last i'll pick them all wrong on purpose i just make like shut up like oh yeah 
Told you the Rock's gonna <laughs> the Ric Flair's gonna come out there and bust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into uh final battle, Ring of Honor final battle, last ROH pay-per-view of the year. Um I think it's the last actually I think that may have been the last pay-per-view for AEW for the year too. I don't think they have anything coming up till next year. So um really really awesome card for this. Um I did not get a chance to watch this. I saw quite a bit of the highlights from it though and it looked like an amazing pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um from what Everything that I've read for the results for this, the Briscoes and FTR was like the match of the night. Yeah, I saw um, like clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but the clips I saw it looked like it was pretty good. I want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I think this is definitely once when I find some time to go back and watch this stuff because it's amazing. Um, the, a lot of people were saying too, even like Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia was a great matchup. Um, Smo Joe, Juice Robinson. But uh, we'll get into the uh, results here. Uh, one match that we didn't do picks for because it wasn't listed on the official match card was uh, Blake Christian and A.R. Fox. Uh, they took on La Faction in Grenoble. Um, they ended up, Blake Christian and A.R. Fox ended up winning that matchup. Uh, we kicked the show off with the Women's Championship, Ring of Honor Women's Championship, um, after that tag match was uh, Athena. Uh, taking on Mercedes Martinez, which I heard was a very, very physical, hard-hitting match between the two of them, um, which makes sense for um, Athena's new um, new style. And, you know, Mercedes Martinez is, you know, a physical um, wrestler to begin with, like hard, a little harder hitter, more of like a brawler. You know? But uh, Athena picked up the win and is our new Ring of Honor women's champion. Hell yeah. I like it. No, I was pretty stoked for that one. No, no secret that I'm a huge Athena fan. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, for our picks for this one, Garrett, uh, Garrett, you picked Mercedes Martinez to retain. Uh, both Carl and I picked Athena. Yep, I'm a dumbass. Yep. Sorry, I was a tough choice. It was, it was tough. Like I love both of these competitors. I like Athena a little more. So obviously, anytime Athena has evolved, I'm going to go with Athena. So, but even if it doesn't seem doesn't feel like she's going to win, <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, we had a uh, Swerve in Our Glory uh, taking on Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, this matchup, we predicted some of it. Uh, we all picked um, Shane Taylor Promotions to win. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory actually won. Um, Keith Lee ended up going solo as Swerve did. Just abandoned Lee in the middle of the matchup and just walked walked out. So, so Keith Lee was able to uh, take out Shane Taylor and his partner, pick up the win for for himself. So, um, but but we all picked Shane Taylor promotions, which seemed like the the right call at the time. So, yep, <laughs> that's good stuff there. Uh, move on from that one to the six-man championship match. Dalton Castle and the boys taking on the Embassy. Embassy comes out victorious. Brian Cage finally has a title that's worth more than the FTW title. Uh, 
Uh, Garrett and I both picked Dalton Castle and the boys. Carl, you picked the embassy to uh, take the win on that one. Awesome stuff there. Uh, Wheeler Yuta defeated Daniel Garcia for the ROH Pure Championship. And what was a solid matchup between the two of them under ROH Pure rules. Um, Garrett and I both picked Daniel Garcia to retain. Carl picked Wheeler Yuta to pick up the win on that one. Um, I just, match at the, I just want to say I just looked ahead and realized I got everyone wrong. It's like I did it on purpose. <laughs> it's like he knew I was a champion. <laughs> uh, we talked about this one being the match of the night. The Briscoes versus FTR in the double dog collar match for the uh, ROH Tag Team Championships. There was a lot of insane spots in this matchup. Like, there was one point where Cash had pulled, um, I think he was chained to Jay, if I remember correctly, but pulled him by the collar, like the chain, off the top rope and flung him to the floor, which was just crazy, crazy spot on that one. It's like a whole lot of blood, tables, like everything. It's like just freaking, freaking awesome matchup from what I, the highlights that I saw, but um. Uh, the Briscoes picked up the win. Carl picked the Briscoes. Garrett and I both picked FDR, FTR to retain. Um, so kudos to uh, Carl on that one. Kudos to the Briscoes. Um, so I guess they will be sticking around Ring of Honor, uh, which we'll get into uh, their TV deal here in a little bit. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated Juice Robinson to retain the ROH TV championship to continue his reign, the king of television. Uh, Garrett, you picked Juice Robinson. Carl and I both picked Samoa Joe. And then uh, main event, ROH World Championship. The Ocho, Chris Jericho, defending against Claudio Castanoli. Claudio picked up the win by making Jericho tap to the giant swing. 32 revolutions of the giant swing and Jericho tapped. I mean, I mean... Wouldn't you? That's a pretty, pretty lame way to win, though. It's like, eh. I know, but like, could you get swung thirty-two times and not want to tap? <laughs> it's still a pretty lame way to win. <laughs> I think it was unexpected. Like that's not that's not something that you would expect to happen in that type of matchup because we've seen Claudio do. Do the giant swing before on that many rotations or close close to that many rotations in WWE and never had a tap out finish for that. Like he always ended it either with the um the pop up European uppercut or the uh uh the neutralizer. But to have actually have Jericho tap to the giant swing was just like an unexpected finish for the matchup. And I think that's why a lot of the fans popped for it. Yeah, I would have been I'd have been disappointed. Or actually I am disappointed. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, but uh yeah, you guys both picked Jericho to retain. I actually picked Claudio uh to win that matchup. So good stuff there. So great pay-per-view. Definitely have to go back and watch that. Uh so that was was that Saturday? 
Saturday afternoon, uh, Sunday, Saturday night, we had NXT deadline, which actually wasn't bad at all either. I think the, uh, I think ROH looked like it was a better pay-per-view compared overall compared to deadline, but, um, here, watch deadline. So. I watched uh, most, I watched three of the five matches. I know you asked me if I was watching I was watching Christmas movies with my kids this time. I watched it backwards. So I watched um, most of the Breaker Apollo Crews match, which is really solid. Uh, uh, and I know Breaker ended up winning that. Yep. <laughs> to set up other stuff. But we can go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, let's see. We kicked off the pay-per-view with the uh, Women's Iron Survivor Challenge, uh, which we saw Roxanne Perez pick that pick up the win for that one, uh, which granted her a Women's Championship match against Mandy Rose, uh, which happened on NXT this week. Uh, Roxanne ended up... Yeah, I wonder who won that one. Uh, <laughs> Roxanne Perez um, is our new NXT Women's Champion. We will get more into that one here in a little bit. Um, I do have some some stuff to say about that one. Um, I'm sure you guys got got some stuff to add in there too. But uh, uh, let's see. I've been saying her name wrong. Like I've been saying Isla Dawn. Like it's Isla. And I heard the print Isla. Yeah. So yeah. So she took on Elba Fire. Defeated Elba Fire. Um, Did you hear what happened in that match? No. What happened? Uh, apparently, like Isla Dawn, like poisoned the referee. Oh yeah, and, like his mouth started. He had all that black stuff coming out of his mouth. Yeah, <clears throat> so, I was kind of um, like, I was kind of half paying attention to that match. I really, did. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like neither one of them were bad, bad in the ring. I just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't watch NXT on a regular basis, so like the build up, and I know a lot of it is like NXT UK, which I didn't watch that often to begin with. So, like, I'm not yeah. familiar with the build between the two characters, the story arc, stuff like that. So, there's not any, like... I know they did a little connect- bit on NXT, oh. but I haven't really watched much of it either. Yeah. But, uh, the bits and pieces I saw was a pretty good match. Like, they're both great competitors. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they suck or anything. It's just, I just wasn't invested in the, the storyline between the two of them. Uh, this one actually had like no storyline or hardly any build up at all. Uh, the New Day defeated pretty deadly. Uh, they are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. That match is good. Um, it was a very entertaining matchup. Uh, my wife was actually watching this one with me too, and she was like absolutely disgusted by the blonde dude and pretty deadly, like with his like freaking chest hair. Oh yeah, I know there. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's Tommy like, that- Rose laughed when like all four of them hit the deck after tossing the title around. Yeah, I was. Man, I was I laughed. I was I laughed at that one too. I was like, "That's great!" Like she busted her ass more, like with um, uh, Kofi like twerking. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the guy from Pretty Deadly trying to twerk. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She oh. she's laughed. She laughed harder at the twerk off. I got like the the four like the the spot with the title with like all four of them like tossing around like that's more of a like oh shit they're like doing the Eddie Guerrero thing so <laughs> it was funny 
was awesome. It was a good match. It was very entertaining. I mean, that's honestly with these two teams, like you'd really expect like a good entertaining matchup. So, but it was it was pretty solid. So. I kind of figured the New Day was going to win this one. Um, it just seems like the the right call for that to get more eyes on NXT, and then you have the New Day pop up on SmackDown as the NXT Tag Team Champions. So. It just kind of feels like a rip for for the New Day because they couldn't beat the Usos. So what do we do? Let's go to NXT and beat one of the developmental tag teams that we know we can beat. Yep. That's just kind of what it felt like to me, but it was still a good match. Uh, let's see, Meds Iron Survivor Challenge, Grayson Waller picked up the win on this one. Um, Garrett, you and I talked a little bit about this, uh, the other day between the yes. two, um, iron survivor matches. Wait, wait, before you say is... it, Carl, so the way mm-hmm. this match works is you had to win with false. So I want mm-hmm. you to guess between five competitors, how many falls you think there were? Uh, I'm also six. <laughs> Well, Close. Close. <laughs> that's not too <laughs> off. Oh. Uh, well, each competitor except for one had two by the end, and one of them won with three at the end, which was Grayson Waller. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the biggest complaint I had was, and that was kind of what I said to him, to Chris uh, Carl, was mm-hmm. I just felt like there were too many falls. Like, if you're, yeah. the match is only 25 minutes, some of these guys have wrestled longer than that and not taken a pinfall at all. And then basically everyone in the ring got pinned at least twice. I guess I guess that's kind of like the uh, hardcore challenge title. Yeah, like, you know, when they call that yeah, the, where like you the got championship scrambles. Yeah. yeah, the championship scrambles. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. With the exception, like, everyone came in, like, at a five-minute interval, and there was no title involved. Yeah. I also feel like everyone pinned J.D. McDonough at least once. J.D. got pinned? So, well, I think Axiom got pinned the most. Probably, because Axiom sucks. So <laughs> His entrance is terrible, too. Like, that whole, like, slow-motion fucking thing. Like, it's the first time I've really watched him. Like, that entrance is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like how he's does good that, in the how does ring, that work though. to the he's yeah. he is good in the ring. Like I just like the character is terrible. Yeah, like, I don't like the character. It's not who he used to be, because he used to be a kid. Yeah, and that was a little, that was, yeah, that, that, was, was def- that was better. You guys not, by you guys of, not by much. Not by much, but at least a little bit. You gotta think about it like scripts. this, uh you think about it like this though, Garrett. Like you talk about like how many pinfalls like there should have been, but like how many wrestlers have you seen uh, that's my over the top rope? But then when it comes time for the Royal Rumble, it's like really hard. That's, that's you know, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. But it's like when you compare like the two matches, the Iron Survivor matches, the men's and the women's, it just made it seem like like the women couldn't do like the women were more resilient than the men were. Like it's like they were tougher to pin. Yeah. It's like everyone like Roxanne Perez won with two pinfalls. Zoe Stark had one. Cora Jade had one. 
Keanu James didn't get didn't score a pinfall at all. Andy Hartwell had one. Andy Hartwell's came like a minute into the match. And that was the same thing with um Joe Gacy. Like he got his first pinfall like within a minute of being in the ring. And then but, Grayson Waller got two in like twenty seconds. Yeah. So that was like that's like the biggest thing is it seemed like the women were a lot harder to pin in their matchup compared to the men. And basically, I think the men look like a bunch of bitches compared to the women. It's like I think the women were like a lot tougher in their in their um Iron Survivor match. Cuz like these guys were giving up pinfalls left and right and like the women were like kicking out of everything. So that even like Axiom like got his ass kicked like numerous times, especially by like JD McDonough. Like every time yeah. Axiom would get put in the, the penalty box, uh, JD McDonough somebody. was like out there, like JD McDonough was beating the shit out of him, like inside yeah. the penalty box. Yep. And there's like points where like it was him and like Grayson Waller in there, and Grayson Waller was beating the shit out of him. So And he still got two <laughs> pinfalls. And still got two pinfalls. So yeah. I, that was that's just my ba- that was my biggest complaint. It was like it just seemed like it was easier for the men to score pinfalls than it was for the women. And I don't know if that's the way that they intended it to be, which I'm sure it was, but but I mean I, overall, two like, completely I, different presentation. I didn't hate the actual match type itself. It wasn't too too bad. No, it was it was different. Except like Carl says, like the championship scramble type of thing but i think if it was i think if they would put braun in here and apollo and just did did it for the title with most pinfalls just a regular championship scramble match i think it probably would have been more entertaining yeah i agree uh which brings us to the main event braun breaker um defense against apollo cruz braun breaker um obviously picked up the win on that one um not not a bad match I think this is probably one of uh, Breaker's best matchups since um, uh, taking out Tommaso Ciampa or Dolph Ziggler. So Apollo yeah. definitely had a good showing on this one. So. Definitely getting better. So. I always liked Apollo Crews. I, I don't understand oh. why he don't get pushed more. I, I don't understand it either. Like his His IC title run wasn't that great. Unfortunately, I mean, and he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, I think it's just the the mic skills aren't there, really. I think if they give him like a credible like this is the thing, like we've talked about this before on like some older episodes, like WWE has lost the art of the manager. And I think just main mainstream wrestling like AEW included. Like they don't utilize the managers very well. Like they have managers with people that don't need a manager. Then they have like people who need a manager that don't have a manager. Like why does um, Ethan Page need a manager? Ethan Page is good on the mic. Ethan Page doesn't need a manager. He doesn't need Stokely Hathaway being his, his vocal point. Jade Cargill, on the other hand, the microphone getting better. Not that still not that great should have a manager so that's like that's one of those why. things where... and see look and then you can go full circle and say someone who needs a manager that has one now there is yeah yep unfortunately it's vicky guerrero i mean but vicky guerrero like if you want someone to get over as a heel 
Vicky Guerrero can do that because she has legitimate, like natural, natural heat. So, <laughs> um, but the same with WWE, like give Apollo a decent manager, you know, give some of these other guys a decent manager. Why not redo the hurt business and put Apollo in the hurt business with MVP and Shelton and Cedric and, and Lashley. Yeah. Help them get over a little more. So with MVP as the mouthpiece. So I think that would be good, but that's just me. All right, let's get in to the news and notes for the week. A lot of stuff here. So much fun stuff here. So I've been, uh, I've been really thinking about this, uh, uh, Mandy Rose thing. You know, just been thinking really hard about it, like really, really Really hard. hard. Yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about (laughs) it with lotion. Thinking about it with baby oil. Thinking about it uh, in the shower. Thinking about it outside the shower. Uh, Thinking about it with gym socks. Thinking about it with towels. Thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it late at night, uh, morning when I wake up. Thinking about it while the kids are taking a nap. Just been thinking about this whole situation. <laughs> All right. Oh man. <laughs> so apparently, the re- the official reason why she was released, um. It was due to a breach of contract with Mattel, which we know Mattel, the agreement, the contract with Mattel is why we have the PG era. I know fans don't seem to understand that or, you know, a lot of people hate the PG era, but, but a lot of people buy the Mattel action figures. So if you want the Mattel action figures, we have to, you know, have the PG era. Like they've gone like a little more like away from like not being like fully PG, but you know, pushing a little bit more. Um, but there's some things that as a sponsor and as a contract, like that you really can't do. Um, and unfortunately Mandy Rose was doing a little bit more than what she should be doing when she has action figures on store shelves. Like literally she has, I've seen a couple of her new basic figures on store shelves now. Um, she was, uh, approached about her content, um, was asked to, to dial it back. She said, no, she decided to continue to post the lewd content. Um, apparently she was doing cock ratings as well. Awesome. So, so if you're not familiar, Carl, (laughs) did you, did you, did you, did you pay Mandy? Uh, I don't know what a cock reading is exactly, <laughs> but I probably would try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was going to explain it. So for those that don't know, a cock reading is when you send a picture, like you pay, you know, whatever much it is, like the service fee, subscription fee, whatever you send a picture of your junk to that specific mm-hmm. model and they rate your junk on a scale of one to ten. Oh. So is obviously yeah. 
Everyone always in my junk today, I was just called the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so she was doing those. Um, and the one of the last pictures she posted, or one of the last videos she posted, um, apparently she was wearing a thong, like a very thin, almost G-string-like thong that left very little to the imagination. You can see her butthole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically, you could you could see her butt, her butthole. So, um, so that was one of the last last straws for WWE. Um, and that was one of the videos that was actually that actually ended up getting leaked. Um, aside for the uh, the ones that I found and sent to you guys yesterday. Um, so I understand why she was released. And I know and I understand, you know, with the contracts with sponsors and Mattel, stuff like that. But with that, with guys like Matt Riddle, who failed his second drug test, which mm-hmm. was not for marijuana, because WWE does not test for marijuana anymore, with it being legalized in so many states across the country, and especially like medicinal uses and stuff like that, like they don't test for marijuana anymore. Because a lot of these, a lot of these guys on their off time live in some of these states that it's legal recreational usage. So Matt Riddle fills a second drug test for something other than marijuana. Jimmy Uso gets arrested numerous times within a year for DUIs, and gets rewarded as you know ends up becoming the longest reigning tag team champion. What is there a double standard in WWE for something like this? Like if Mandy Rose posting lewd pictures like that on her her personal, you know, subscription base page, you know, even though she was told to tone it back. But you have Matt Riddle and Jimmy Uso who are substance abusing. How is that not a breach of contract with Mattel? So, I don't know. I don't know what the contract says. This is this is my thoughts, and uh, y'all can tell me if I'm right or wrong or whatever. Uh, Mandy Rose uh, has put out, I would say, kind of explicit photos under the WWE banner before, and you know WWE promoted. Uh, those photos. There uh, was literally a picture that they did on her Instagram with both the NXT women's title and the NXT UK women's title. And she yeah, like a la like naked. via Shawn yeah. Michaels Playgirl spread. So it was yeah. the same type of photo, and it was done by WWE and you know posted via her Instagram page, approved by yeah. WWE. So yeah. Which which gets me gets me back to my point. WWE also has promoted several women on the cover uh, and inside Playboy magazine. Uh, WWE used to have a website called uh, Divas.com that you get to see the same kind of thongs on. 
the WWE Divas, and they pretty much have the Olive, Terry Reynolds, Sable, um, Jacqueline, you know, you could see their butthole. Um, even uh, more recently, you know, you had Paige that had uh, uh, explicit videos leaked of her with other male superstar talent that was on the roster. And they I didn't. don't think can't really comp- can't really use that as an example because that was stuff that was not intended for eyes to be seen or just be seen yeah. by public eyes. And that was like yeah. shit that Brad Maddox did, like as a yeah. way to get back at her for breaking up with him. It's like that. Yeah. I can't fault Paige for that one or, you know, Woods like yeah. they had no control over that. So like that wasn't something yeah. that was done like as like a. Like, I'm going to put this on a website so people can pay to see it type of thing. So. Yeah. But anyways, the the problem that they had with Mandy Rose uh, is the same kind of issue they've been battling with a lot of their talent here recently is wrestlers have found other ways to get money uh, other than WWE. And... Um, Probably how I think this conversation went down was WWE went to Mandy Rhodes and was like, hey, the only reason why you make more money doing these explicit photos uh, than you do in your professional wrestling career is because, you know, you have our promotion and we're promoting you and we're the ones making you popular. So we want a percentage of your online sales or we're going to terminate you. And I feel like Mandy Rhodes was like, Hey, it's my body that they're paying to see. And not the fact that I'm a WWE superstar. So go fuck yourself. And they're like, okay, well you're fired. I like to that point too. I think one of the other issues like she was post, she was, the website is MandyRoseSacks.com. So she's using the Mandy Rose name. That's a name that she does not own. WWE owns that name. It's true. So if she was actually, because if you look at Zelina Vega, um, like the, and there like a couple other ones, I think it's Zelina Vega and someone else that have like, you know, Twitch pages and, and like stuff like that that they post um their content on like Zelina Vega posts like a lot of like you know bikini photos and like cosplay photos on her I think she has an OnlyFans page but that's all it is but she doesn't use a Zelina Vega name she uses her actual name which is Thea Trinidad so she posts herself under her actual name and isn't using like the WWE copyrighted name and I think a lot of that has to do I think some of that has to do with the Mandy Rose thing too, where she's using her the WWE copyrighted name to promote her page, and you know, and it's right in the freaking web address, the URL. Like if she was actually using her actual birthday, which is like Amanda Sakamoto or Sakamoto or something like that, I can't remember what it was, but if she was actually using her real name, or even if she was just using like Amanda Sachs or whatever, it would have been a little bit different. 
because it's not being promoted rose but that's i don't know like i i'm not i'm not a legal lawyer not obviously not a lawyer or anything like that because yeah um yeah but yeah i mean i know i, I don't mean know the whole whole story yeah it, i mean it, it's my guess too because she was uh People are saying the reason why she chose to keep making content it was because she was making more money. Oh, because she was making, making more content. money. Yeah. If she makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year with WWE, then I'm pretty sure she was making more than that. So my guess was, you know, the big man's is wanting her cut of it, and you know, well, then she also has that. Does she have that donut business with uh, Sonia too? So, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure she does. And, uh, I mean, she she's probably making more money outside of fucking way, way more outside of WWE. So she probably didn't give a shit. Hey, this is going to say that donut hole look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she does. Uh, yeah, I think she does, too. I think it's like it was Demandy's Donuts or something like that. Yeah, something like that. All right, so she was her initial subscription page, like the initial cost was like twelve bucks a month. So if you have, let's say, thirteen dollars, would you buy it? And this be down to your last dollar. So if you're like twelve dollars a month and you're advertising it as, you know, hey, this is Mandy Rose, this is my page, and you're you get a hundred thousand fans a month that are visiting your page and paying twelve dollars. So she's making you know bank off of that to begin with. So and then she just upped it to 30. When she was released, she upped it to thirty dollars a month. So and that's not even that's just the base subscription fee. So usually those pages like that and like OnlyFans, like they'll charge a base subscription and then they'll have like other stuff like bonus content things like that almost like a patreon where you can buy pay for something else like another thing like you know the cock rating or you know extra pictures like an extra photo spread or something like that so if she's dropping content like that on top of the subscription fee and fans are paying that 12 dollars a month and then dropping you another like 25 30 dollars for those like exclusive photos or something like that like yeah she's making way more than than her wwe contract like guaranteed yeah. and like there's a lot of female talent that have an OnlyFans page where they don't they don't post nude photos but like they don't want to go work for wwe because they don't want to give up their OnlyFans page that they make more on than what their WWE contract would have been. And they can still wrestle for like AEW or, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact or NWA or whatever, and still bring in all that extra income um, through their OnlyFans. So I think Allison K has an OnlyFans page. So like, I know there's some like photos of like her and Marty Bell, like posing and stuff. How much do you... How much do you pay for that, Chris? I don't pay for that. Oh, okay. No. Carl was just wondering because yeah. you said Marty Bell. Yeah, yeah like he knew. Well, I follow, I follow <laughs> Allison. He knew K exactly who had only fans. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I follow. 
Like, I can, tra- I can tell you, like, man, like, he has a OnlyFans. It's like twelve ninety nine a month, but you pay like an extra six dollars. So I'm seeing three photos <laughs> of her in booty shorts. <laughs> I follow um Allison K and Marty Bell both on Instagram and Twitter, and Allison will post like preview pics every now and then of like an upcoming like photo spread or whatever for their OnlyFans page. All right. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that Mandy's been, that they let Mandy go. Like, she was really on track to do, to do some big stuff. Like, honestly, like. I mean, mean, she's still going to be on track. I'm pretty sure AEW will pick her. I'm I'm pretty sure if I was AEW, I would pick her up. I I honestly, like, once her 90-day no-compete clause is up, like, absolutely. Like, they'd be stupid not to. Like, in all honesty, like, regardless of, like, what she's posting on her website, Tony Khan don't give a shit. Like, in all honesty. He don't. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> so, he'd just be happy to have the name value on there. Like, yeah, he's not going to be able to call her Mandy Rose, but, like, he can call her something else. So, oh, awesome. All right. We messaged, uh, talked a little bit. We didn't message, but we mentioned Matt Riddle being sent to rehab. <laughs> Message, message, Hey man, get yeah, me out man. Of there. We believe in you. You can oh. do it, dude. Just don't talk right. to us. Yeah, don't talk to us. All right. <laughs> hey All man, right, give us a, give us the rest of your drugs so you don't get caught again. Yes. <laughs> Carl's running out. Carl's running out. All right. Uh, Vince McMahon apparently wants to return back to WWE. Says he got some bad advice before retiring. Uh, feels like the whole like allegations and the investigation would have just blown over and people would have forgot about it. Nope. Fuck him. Get away. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, man, he he's like, you know, still like, you know, majority shareholder. He still owns company. He can do what he wants. That's not how it works. It's a publicly traded company. Once this story came out, like WWE stock dropped. <laughs> Nobody wants Vince back in there. Like, even like from what um was it Sean Ross sat for Fightful saying that he was getting a lot of um feedback from people that work for WWE and they said the general internal consensus was that they Vince want back. not be yeah, he's not coming back. Everyone is absolutely fine with the direction that the company is going right now um they feel like their business is going to be is on an upswing so i mean which case in point from a viewer standpoint it is raw and smackdown have been much better to watch since triple h has taken over um especially recently the the storylines are more coherent there's not a whole bunch of stupid shit anymore like we don't get every Raw and SmackDown starting off with someone in the ring for thirty minutes running their mouth. We actually get matches. Like, and if there is an open promo, it's not very often, and it's not no. that, and it's not like a twenty thirty minute promo anymore. So yeah, D- don't don't get me wrong. Like, I like Vince McMahon. Uh, I think he did a lot for wrestling, uh, and I think he does have like that promoter thing kind of left in them. But if I was him, it's like, you know, you're older. Let's not do like WWE. Why don't you buy like 
a small like local regional promotion or something. Uh, what about Impact? <laughs> no, no, don't buy Impact. But I'm talking about like oh. you know, like the same thing like big time wrestling and stuff. Like I'm pretty sure Vince could do that. Like I'm pretty sure he could organize like a couple of his old guys to show up at um, stadiums, and then he could also develop new talent. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I could understand still having like the urge to do it, and you could still do that if you still have the urge to do that. Just, I don't think you being the CEO of WWE is what's best for that company. I have, I have a great, I have an even better idea. Are you ready, Carl? Vince comes back, and we get as a wrestler, <laughs> as a wrestler, <laughs> Vince McMahon, <laughs> Ric Flair. To the death. <laughs> there's there's no pinfalls or submissions. It's whoever dies first. Well, I, I, to me, Vince McMahon and Ric Flair never really had like any like. I would rather have like Big Man Austin. Like you bringing Austin back, and he's training to wrestle. You know, <laughs> just have Austin kill McMahon in the ring. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. I like it. Hit oh, with a fucking bedpan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what kills him. <laughs> yep. Wrestle WrestleMania. Uh Vince McMahon, Austin, and uh Mankind in a three way. <laughs> bedpan on a pole match. Bedpan on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's like like I said, as soon as he, he said that and like the story broke that you know he wanted to come back, like WWE's stock took a dive, like like the internet's like blowing up. There's like people that are like, Yeah, bring Vince back. Triple H sucks. He doesn't know what he's doing, blah blah blah. It's like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I mean there's people that have that watching this. Like there's man. people that have that opinion, but I like everybody's entitled to an opinion. I can't say it's yeah. the right opinion, but because I mean, it was like back when um, NXT was like right before the 2.0, when like NXT was kind of on top of the world there for a minute. I'm like, yeah, this is the best wrestling you'll see. And people are like, nah, man, like it's nowhere compared to like the main roster. And it's like, Come on, guys! Like, do you even like wrestling? Yeah, do you even watch wrestling I mean, at that point? The be- the best thing I can describe it with with professional wrestling, it's art. Everyone's opinion on art is subjective. That you're, it's based off of your perspective, what you see, what you like. So that's that's just how it goes. Like, there's no opinion is right or wrong. So yeah. I mean, we may say your opinion is stupid and it's wrong. I mean, that's your opinion. So yeah. I mean, you're entitled to it. So it's like we're yeah. entitled to our opinions. Yeah, I don't acknowledge the uh, trouble chief and Garrett acknowledges like I, I acknowledge my tribal chief too. So. <laughs> you know the like, you know the rock has come out to say he's the tribal chief. Just saying. He is. I know. I know you got a quick quit line about those Black Adam numbers, though. Well, that is true. <laughs> oh man, that was some good stuff there. Uh, 
let's save that one for last. Um, while we're still on WWE, apparently there's been some uh, talks of some of the rehire talent not as um, successful as they thought they were going to be. Not like a little underwhelming with a lot of stuff that's been going on. So, um, me personally, I'll pose this question to you guys, but I think it's due to like lack of buildup for their return and the storylines that they're involved in. Yep. I agree. So, I mean, because you look at like when Scarlet and Cross returned, like, what was the first thing they did? The first person that they came up to was Roman Reigns. Scarlet put the the thing in the ring in front of Roman, the the hourglass. We haven't gotten anything for that yet. Instead, we got a program with Cross and Drew McIntyre, which wasn't bad. It's just like, how are you going to put him face-to-face with Roman or, you know, tease that he's going against Roman and then put him with Drew McIntyre? And now I'll move them on to a few of the Rey Mysterio. And the same thing with Bray Wyatt. You bring Bray Wyatt back and you put him in a feud with LA Knight. Like, yep. I just feel like, like Wyatt should be in a higher caliber feud than LA Knight. As much as I love LA Knight, it's not the right, right feud for him. The same thing with like uh, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, like the whole Miz story arc. Um, well, I think another thing too with the Bray Wyatt thing is that like he just assumed everyone would buy into this Uncle Howdy thing. Uh, yeah, I think they kind but, of messed up because like they approved the mask. I don't think they like tested the mask first to make sure that people can understand what Uncle Howdy is saying. With the mask on, because you can barely understand what to do, what what's being said. So they need to do like voiceovers on the videos or whatever. But, um, but I think it is kind of drawing out the storyline longer than what it should have. And I know there's like other pieces to the puzzle that they're probably trying to work out details for before they really drop the. Got you know, not not like drop the ball in the sense of like drop the ball and failing, but, you know, drop that ball onto the court for the, someone, you know, then pick it up and run with it. But it's like even the same thing with like Mia Yim and the good brothers, like you bring them back to, you know, help AJ with judgment day. And they just look like they look terrible coming out of that feud with judgment day to the point where they're all taking turns wrestling Gable and Otis. Yep. Then they brought and Candice LeRae comes back, has nothing. Um, Hit Row comes back and just flounders up until like they brought back the Viking Raiders. So and a lot of stuff going on there. So, so I kind of agree with that. It's kind of a little underwhelming for some of them. Some some have done a little better, but it's been a little underwhelming so far. I think the best way you can put it is we have too much of a nice thing. Yep. I would say so. And then with the impending, get a little bit more into this, but with like the impending return of Eric Young and possibly Sanity, so that's a little bit more coming back onto the main roster. 
So but we will we'll see where that goes. Uh, let's see. Ring of Honor. Tony Khan announced at the um, final battle press conference. Uh, Ring of Honor will have a weekly TV, but it will be as it will be a part of Honor Club, which is ten bucks a month. So if you want to watch Ring of Honor weekly, you'll have to subscribe to Honor Club for that. Uh, so get that pretty soon, and then you'll get the recent pay per views on there ninety days after the air date. Uh, but then you'll have access to Ring of Honor's entire back catalog as well. Uh, Carl Anderson defended the never open weight title uh, over the weekend against Hikaleo. Uh, Tama Tonga actually came out to confront Anderson. Anderson dropped him, uh, grabbed the bike, and told him, I'll see you at Wrestle Kingdom, bitch. So, Carl uh, Anderson will be defending the never open weight title at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Uh, be the first WWE contracted wrestler to appear. At Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. So props to Carl Anderson. Um, I have a feeling uh, Tom Batonga is going to take the uh, never open weight title off of him just so they can, you know, get the title back into New Japan. Uh, so they have a little more control over that that championship. Um, but should be a pretty solid matchup, though. Like Carl Anderson yeah. is great in the ring. And so is Tom Batonga. Um, speaking of New Japan, Sasha Banks apparently is now the highest paid performer in new Japan wrestling. Nice. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that's um, right. Carl does. <laughs> apparently Jericho's appearance fee was a hundred thousand dollars. Sasha's is said to be way more than Jericho's. So she's, she's getting paid more than Okada. For, for limited appearances so, so she's getting that much from new japan for her appearance fee like the only other promotion that she get even possibly pop up in to make that kind of money is going to be AEW. yeah but even then like do you risk signing signing her to appear for your promotion with all that money just to see if she moves a needle for you at all, or do you just say, you know, you know what, it's too much of a gamble? I mean, you can see this look at New Japan and see if, like if she moves a needle for New Japan, then I think you go for it. I think like people are going to order Wrestle Kingdom anyway. Like, how many more people though? Now that that you know, we know that Sasha is going to appear at Wrestle Kingdom. How many more buy rates are you gonna get like through fight? I I think just to, uh, I think just it'll to see go, what Sasha's gonna do. I think it'll go up because uh you gotta remember Sasha has like a lot of like Sasha fans where like uh you know they're like WWE people that's never watched any of the wrestling, but WWE and Sasha Banks was their favorite, and I think that they'll buy it just to see her wrestle again. I think so. I'm kind of curious as to see like who she's going to take on. Is she going to take on Kyrie Sane? Um, is she taking on someone else? Like what's like to me, like the biggest matchup that you can get if you're bringing in Sasha for wrestle kingdom is Sasha versus Kyrie. But Kyrie being your IWGP women's champion, 
Like that's that's the matchup that that makes the most sense. Plus, they've already wrestled each other, so yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see that. So I might buy Wrestle Kingdom just to just to watch that. But then again, might just bootleg it. (laughs) Awesome. All right, last little tidbit here for news before we get into um, the week in wrestling. Uh, Jamie Noble had wrestled his last match over the weekend. House show in West Virginia. Saw that. Um, the eight-man tag match. Uh, Noble got the pin on Sami Zayn to send the crowd home happy. I'm generally happy for Jamie Noble that he got to wrestle one last time in front of his home state crowd. In front of in his family. In front of his family. Jamie Noble is fantastic talent. Um, had a little bit more success outside of WWE, um, especially in Ring of Honor under the uh, under James Gibson. Um, but even had some great matches in WWE, had some pretty good story arcs. Um, I know his uh, his feud with the Hurricane was pretty good. Like the stuff he did later on with uh, William Regal when Regal was King of the Ring, and like Jamie Noble was trying to date Layla. Layla ended up turning on him and aligning herself with William Regal. Like it's a pretty solid storyline for that. Um, it's just just a great talent. Like one of those guys that's just awesome watching the ring. Even at WCW, part of the Young Dragons. So, like the ladder matches with three count. So, really good stuff. So, uh, kudos to Jamie Noble. All right, let's get into some of the bigger stuff from the week, this past week in wrestling, from what I like to call the instant replay. All right, Monday Night Raw, Alexa Bliss, number one contender, uh, beating Bailey. Yep. Jesus Christ. I said Alexa, and my fucking dot just went off. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, she Alexa, did. Alexa, stop. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss did. And then she went to go shake Bianca's hand. A little uh, dragonfly shit thing came on the screen. And Alexa almost hit her with Sister Abigail. Yeah, she had that she moment that to- she like came back from it. And she's like, oh shit, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So, so definitely like it's a little stuff like that, that like that, like when you're you're getting bored of like the Bray Wyatt stuff, but then they start, you know, they do that. And then they, you got stuff going on in the background and it kind of makes you like come back in to the storyline a little oh, bit. Yeah. Just like, oh, OK, so you piqued my interest again. Like, what are you doing with her? Like, why is Bray? in the background two weeks in a row arguing with somebody that you don't see like is he arguing with himself is he arguing with somebody else that we haven't seen yet like what's going on with that mm-hmm. um one other thing i'll add in our recap that um you get put in there which is fine since uh it happened last friday since we recorded on thursday did you uh did you see who orange cassidy wrestled on rampage last week uh, the fuck? Who did he wrestle? I don't remember. He he wrestled Trent Seven. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 I did see that. Part of Mustache Mountain. Yep. Surprisingly, didn't bring in a. They should just bring in Mustache Mountain. Call it today. Eh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, well, Tyler Bates still under contract. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he just wrestled. So yeah, they didn't release him. I thought he got released. So. Never mind. No, I don't think so. Uh, what else we have from Raw? Asuka. Now uh, I'm teasing a character change. Uh, if you notice, she didn't come out with her uh, normal face paint on. She didn't have any I've face paint on that I remember. Yeah, no. Yeah, no face paint, and her mask was different too. Like her normal, like mask that she wears over her face was completely different too. So. Um, she's been kind of teasing character change for a little bit. Um, hopefully she's going to go to a more serious, like sadistic, like her Kana character in new Japan. We'll see what, uh, see what they're going for that. Cause I know she's teased quite a bit of the, uh, the Kana character with some of her images on Instagram and Twitter. So let's see where they go with that from there. So that should be pretty good. Uh, we talked a little bit. Nikki Cross teasing Sanity um, returning. Um, she's been spotted backstage doing some uh, drawings that relate to Sanity. Um, she's been stalking Candice LeRae. Uh, one of the the drawings she had was a Sanity logo that she had on the back of her jacket when she was part of Sanity with the uh, the date for Sanity's debut. And then the bottom was her um, first match against Candice was the other the other date that she had on there so um it's pretty cool i'm pretty excited for that one i like sanity sandy was a pretty awesome stable in nxt and kind of got lost in the shuffle when they got brought up to, to smackdown yeah. <laughs> oh, looking forward to that uh trying to think of anything else bobby lashley got fired <laughs> yep that's true to close out raw um adam pierce said make a statement uh, I think it was like Tuesday um, that he got caught up in his emotions and he rescinds Bobby Lashley's fireman, like his uh, being fired. So Lashley's not fired. So we'll see where that goes on Monday. Uh, I'm sure Adam Pierce is going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> and then Bobby Lashley will get fired again. Yep. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, AEW this week, winner is coming. Chris Jericho. Huge upset loss to an upstart for AEW. Action Andretti gets the win on Jericho. I didn't watch the match. I've seen a bunch of highlights. Uh, the guy looked pretty good. It was entertaining. It was an entertaining matchup. It was like, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it's Jericho taking on, you know, some jobber, like local talent guy. So whatever. Like it was kind of half paying attention to it, doing a couple other things. And then. Like, you know, watching out the corner of my eye, and then I see this guy, like, you know, giving Jericho the business. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this dude's actually pretty solid. But then he ends up scoring the pin on Jericho. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, Jericho just took an L to, like, dude, like, making his dynamite debut. Like, uh, apparently he comes from uh, out of Baltimore, Baltimore area from uh, MCW Wrestling. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling, which has produced quite a bit of stars out there, Leo Rush uh, being one of them and a few other guys. So uh, props to Maryland Championship Wrestling uh, for providing another uh, future star. 
getting a huge win on Chris Jericho. Uh, speaking of future stars, MJF and Ricky Starks. I didn't watch it. That match. Also saw highlights. Oh my amazing. God, that match was amazing. It was awesome. Um, my only complaint was like the match was for both the title and the, the ring. dynamite yeah. diamond. I didn't think that was a good idea. I think they just want MJF to have that fucking ring forever. I think yeah. it's MJF's like, ring. At I this thought point. I thought this was gonna be just for the diamond. And then like Ricky Starks would still have his title shot. Like at some point, instead of doing both of them in one matchup, like it just didn't make sense to me. But then, like after the matchup, um, of course MJF gets the win. He hits a low bill on Ricky Stark, so MJF you know keeps the diamond, keeps the title. Um, as he's walking back up the ramp, he gets confronted by Brian Danielson. Um, close out the show with Danielson and Ricky Starks in the ring. So basically, they do these two matches in one match. To kind of move MJF away from Ricky Starks and to start the program with Brian Danielson. Yep. Like, okay. Like, I still would have liked to have seen like another matchup between Starks and, and MJF. But. Uh, yeah, but as far as like the greater picture, uh, MJF and Danielson will be a bigger draw, especially on the next review. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I mean, we still have like quite a ways because AEW doesn't have another pay per view until next year, so there's still quite a bit of build up for Brian Danielson and MJF. Like, and they I already mean, sure it's like two weeks away, though, or three yeah, weeks away. I'm just saying because like yeah. they're they don't have a pay per view in January. Because was it all in? It's not all in. Double or nothing. All out. One of the two. I think that's in February. Whatever that that first pay per view was, so. um, who fucking knows? Oh, uh, it'll be a good matchup anyway between the two of them. Like it's Brian Danielson. Like he very rarely has a bad match. So. <sighs> very true. Yeah. That's um pretty much some of the bigger stuff from this week for. On the instant replay, so let's go ahead and hop over to No Holds Barred. What you guys got this week? Yeah, I see uh, one thing that's in the notes about uh, Henry Cavill uh, out of Superman. Yes. I'll pop that in there. Um, yeah, apparently they're going with a uh, younger cast for the new... Um, DC Universe, DC Movie Universe. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say an unpopular opinion, because I I don't don't really care. Um, Didn't like him as Superman anyway. I didn't either. I hated Man of Steel. Didn't like Man of Steel. I hated Batman versus Superman. I still haven't finished it. It's bad. You don't need to finish it. I just don't think he's Superman. Like, I don't, I don't know. He's definitely got like of the that. look of Superman. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll never say the look he has is bad. I just don't like him as Superman himself. Superman Superman is not a brooding character. 
that was the problem I had with Man of Steel is they made Superman like this brooding, violent character, and that's not Superman. Superman doesn't kill. That's like his thing. Like he will beat the shit out of somebody, you know, until they're you know at that point where it's like life or death. Like he will like straight up beat the shit out of them, but he won't kill them. And like that's that's like the biggest thing is the same with Batman. Batman doesn't kill, but Batman will go to more extreme measures than Superman will. And Batman is, as we all know, that brooding character. But um, James Gunn apparently has a different vision of what the DC universe should be. The only person from the original Justice League, apparently, that they're keeping on board is Jason Momoa. But he will not be playing Aquaman. He's apparently going to be playing Lobo. Which is like the the badass, um, you know, intergalactic bounty hunter that rides like this badass motorcycle. Interesting. Like space motorcycle. Lobo is fucking awesome. So yeah. apparently it's like one of Momoa's like favorite comic book characters. So he's like stoked to be playing that character. So cool. kind of thrilled for that one. So also, but, uh, yeah, wow. uh, and we're we're in agreement here, Chris, that Tom Welling is the best Superman, right? Tom Welling never got to be Superman, though. Tom Welling was Clark with superpowers. I mean, yeah, I know, but still, like you didn't see Tom Welling as Superman until that final season, that final episode where they showed him in the Superman costume. And that was it. We right. never actually got Tom Welling as Superman. Are you talking about Smallville? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen it. I loved Smallville. <laughs> it was uh Smallville was a good show. There was um there's some episodes like I like the more the stuff like once they got away from like Kansas, like all the stuff out of like actual Smallville and into like the more metropolis story arcs with it. Um, where they started bringing in some like the actual comic book villains like Metallo and Doomsday and like those guys and all that other stuff instead of like just the oh it's the weekly like you know kryptonite um powered individual individual of the week storyline so sure and plus see the chick that played Lois was freaking hot so <laughs> uh, I thought it was just, I thought it was just like Dawson's Creek, but with the main character being Superman. That, that's pretty much what it started out as, that is, and then yeah. they kind of they kind of got more into like the the comic book stuff after like the second or third uh-huh. season. It got a little better for me, anyway. It got a little better. Um, yeah, I liked um actually like Brandon Ralph as uh, Superman. I didn't think he was he was bad. No, he, he just got straddled. He just got straddled with a shitty movie with a bad plot. Because honestly, like the whole Lex Luthor's entire plan for Superman Returns was a real estate scheme. <laughs> yeah. So it just made the movie was just shitty overall. So, so uh, just to make a, a confession, I have never seen one Superman movie from start to finish. I didn't like the like the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh uh, yeah, even them. Like I, I like people's been watching them, and I've been in the room, but I never made uh-huh. any like intent to sit down and watch it myself from start to finish. Uh-huh. So 
I do. Yeah. I have the um the box set. I actually got an Ollie's for like ten bucks. <laughs> we like used to. Uh, we used to have the the box set of those. People are gonna think yeah, uh, the podcast is promoted by Ollie's and Chris has it one more damn Ollie's all like, man. Fuck. So, like fucking years ago. It was after um Superman Returns had come out, so I got like it was Superman one, two, three, and four, and then Superman Returns, and like this nice little like metal. Um, steel case, steel book. Yeah. You know? But it's got the um the original Superman movie, Superman Two. Then it has the uh, the Richard Donner um director's cut for Superman Two, which is way better than the theatrical release of Superman Two. So. But yeah. Superman Three was okay. Superman Four sucks, yep. and then Superman Returns was like terrible. So. Yeah, yeah, I was but the I, first two. I'm just more of a Batman guy, so I never really got into yeah. But those those first two Superman movies were good. Christopher Reeves actually, um, like he the way he would distinguish himself from like Clark Kent and Superman, he would actually slouch while he was playing um, um, Clark, and he's one of the only actors to do that. Like it's like just little details like that. So he would actually, and you would see scenes like where he would be like slouching, and then like mm-hmm. um, Lois would go off screen or something and you see him like stand up straight and you know he'd be like taller like yeah. to kind of fit that like superman build and then like as soon as she'd come back in like he'd start slouching again to make himself look shorter so how did they guess, do like, how did they get around with him being in like a wheelchair they like ties arms and that was way way before that was way before he got in the accident <laughs> i know i was just like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dick! <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So, <laughs> fucked up. But uh, like to your point with the Batman movies, like I enjoyed the Batman movies more than Superman, like especially the first, like the uh, Batman, Batman Returns, yeah. uh, Batman Forever wasn't bad. Batman and Robin was okay. Wasn't like my favorite yeah. one, but the, yeah. the first two really good. So. I mean, that was, like my I mean for me. For me, you like wait, growing wait, up, you don't, like, you don't like freeze to meet you. <laughs> ice, ice to meet you. <laughs> for for me, growing up, uh, like cartoons, comics, uh, stuff like that. I was never like a super duper like big superhero fan, uh, and I always like just kind of like Batman because like he didn't have any like superpower powers type thing. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, like, maybe, like, Spider-Man and Wolverine are, like, the second. But... Yeah, it's not a Wolverine what? guy. It's like, I like Wolverine, but, like, he's not my favorite. Gambit's my favorite. Gambit but speaking of uh, Spider-Man, did you see all the new variants of Spider-Man are going to be in the new Spider-Verse? Oh, my God, I saw that trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> Spider-Man. When I say... When <laughs> I, it, and when we say this, Garrett, when I say that, when I say he was like training the Spider Man, like he'd be like my second or third, uh, not the movies Spider Man, I'm talking about just the animated series. Uh, never really got into the Spider Man movies. I got you. Oh, the animated series was awesome. Same with Batman. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Do you guys got anything else from the Holds Bard or 
Uh, what do you think about football being on Saturday? Uh, I mean, not football on Saturday because we all get NFL on Saturday without it being like playoffs or. Uh, I've done NFL on Saturdays before, not being in playoffs. Have they? Pretty sure they have. Uh, I thought it was. They don't do it all that it. often, but they do. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I, it's I probably recall. because they don't want to have fucking games. That- all the games on Christmas because Christmas goes is on Sunday this year. Yeah, that's true. I guess <laughs> that'd be what I would assume. Why? But fuck it, why not? I mean, they're doing it this week too, though. And this week ain't Christmas. Oh, like, tomorrow. Oh, I guess Saturday has like three games on. Interesting. Okay, why not? Which I don't remember that happening. Like, I feel like I remember there being Saturday games, but not on like not playoff games. But I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I can remember watching it on Saturdays it was like it being playoff games. But we'll see. Get to watch more games. Fuck yeah! Nice. Awesome. All right. So, um, go ahead and head over to uh, overrated, underrated for this week. Pretty solid one here. Whoever you say is overrated. Christmas overrated. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do a holiday themed. Uh, we'll do a Christmas themed one next week. Uh, this week, I got your tag team Harlem Heat. Underrated. Underrated, yeah. I I would agree on that one. Uh, Liv Morgan. Um, ooh. Ooh. Uh, under, I'll go underrated with Liv. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say kind of rightly rated because I don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, we'll, we'll say underrated. She kind of she, she, kinda, she like just got the title push, but like yeah. they should pushed her a long time ago. Like yeah. then, so I'll say underrated. She just she transitioned into that like new like I love violence gimmick that she's been doing recently. So kind of getting that rolling. We'll see where that goes. Right, um, legend Hulk Hogan. Um. Overrated. Um, I'm sorry, rightly rated. <laughs> as much as I love Hogan, he was definitely overrated in the ring. Charisma wise, he was fantastic. No, no. WWF, no, no. WWF ring work was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but his New Japan work was amazing. <laughs> If you if you go back and watch, I mean, it, it, I mean, people have their own opinions. It, is he fucking Bret Hart? No, no, but, absolutely not. But he had the fucking crowd on their toes, and I, the only other people that could either come close to like what he'd done, um, is Rock or Austin. Um. Yeah, like no. 
I lived through it, so I know it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, I live. I was there too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, awesome! All right, uh, Johnny Gargano. Underrated. Um, I'm gonna say rather rated. All right. All right. And the final one here, say his name and he shall appear. I believe in Joe Hendry. Um, is there anything higher than uh or low <laughs> I guess lower than underrated? Like is there like severely underrated? Is that <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> Extremely I'm underrated. Like, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go overrated to piss Garrett off. No, sorry, right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I fucking love Joe Hendry. Oh man, he did that for me. I appreciate it. I did. I put that in there, and plus, I wanted to say, say his name, and she he shall appear. <laughs> See, I thought you. I, I thought you was. Uh, I thought he was going with the uh, Destiny's Child there for a minute. I thought he was like. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Read it underrated. Next week we'll do some uh we'll do some Christmas ones. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but it'll be like Christmas themed. So Christmas creature. Underrated. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we'll do um I'll throw some Christmas movies in there. We can do over that's what you should. Do. That's what you should do, uh, Garrett. Look up the Christmas creature. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. USWA, no, it's, it's baby. Be kind of a uh... no. Look it up. Look it up. Look well, up we, we did creature. the uh, we did Christmas creature last year. Did we? For something? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like our our oh, um, yeah, sure. flashback. Yes, yeah, I have to um. Maybe I'll do like Christmas themed wrestlers. That might be a little harder because I don't think Narrow there's that many. I, yeah, I remember Santa, Santa Claus and Christmas Creature. That, that's it. Yeah. So, like we can't count Mick Foley as Santa Claus or Austin as Santa Claus. <laughs> awesome. All right. Wrestler of the week. Carl, your pick. What you got for us? Uh. I've been going with wrestlers that are kind of like sleep on. Um, this one though is like I was kind of disappointed in, in myself on the match that I picked, uh, but I ain't gonna lie, it was a pretty good match. But I'm going with the uh, the British Bulldog, and uh, of course I had to go with the match uh, that a lot of people claim is his best match, uh, but he he had some good matches with. The people too with like Owen and and Michaels, but uh, uh, British Bulldog Bret Hart SummerSlam '92 uh, is is pretty cool. That was a great matchup. Yeah, that was the uh, the one at uh, Wembley Stadium, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, that was a good matchup. Uh, fun fact with that one, the um latest elite set that just hit shelves i think it's like elite 90 is it 95 96 might be 97 i can't remember which one exactly it is but they have um 
The set has Bret Hart and the British Bulldog in there, and both those figures are actually from that matchup. And um, you're talking about, like, the Intercontinental title being a prestigious title? That was for the Intercontinental title and not the world title. A lot of people yeah. don't, don't remember that. I remember thinking it was the world title. <clears throat> awesome. All right, so here you go. British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. Um, wrestler of the week, the British Bulldog. So definitely, if you haven't checked, if you haven't watched that match, definitely go back and check it out. It's a phenomenal matchup. Like one of the, like I said, like one of the highlights of the British Bulldogs' career, definitely, and definitely one of the highlights of Bret Hart's um, um, overall in-ring career too. Uh, theme of the yeah. week, my pick this week. Um, I went with, of course, none other than Joe Hendry. Which one though? Um, I'm gonna use his uh, his theme that he's currently using right now. Okay. That can do the Pokemon one. No, I'm not gonna do the Pokemon one. Damn. <laughs> okay. Uses a uh, current impact theme. <laughs> I like it. All right, so we'll leave you with the sweet sounds of Joe Hendry's theme song. Uh, that's pretty much all we got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, as always, every Saturday, new episodes drop. Uh, make sure you follow our friends over at the Run In Podcast. Subscribe to them. Join their Patreon. Get access to the Fig Cave Facebook group. It's a dollar a month for the Patreon to get into the face into the Facebook group. Uh, if you need help finding like specific wrestling figures or you know anything like that or other figures in general if you're a toy collector or you just want to talk wrestling with a bunch of cool people great facebook group to be in um on the side of that too check out our good friend phil gentile um his podcast the the fig cave podcast if you're looking for more toy news and stuff like that they're definitely the ones to, to check to uh get that from um on behalf of myself here at g money monday and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. This is episode 166 of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. And we'll chat with you all next week. Later, Marks. I've been thinking about Mandy Rose uh, for the last like five minutes. <laughs> I hope you have a tube sock close by. Okay. Yeah, it's better. Soccer. <laughs> Yeah. She should make like a, an entire line of fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Rose uh, fleshlight. <laughs> so like gangbusters. <laughs> Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry Cause they love him in London and Paris and Tokyo America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico They say I believe in Joe Hendry I believe in Joe Hendry
I believe in you and 